0: 8
1: k News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. America and China sign a partial trade deal, but critics say it doesn't deliver the goods. The chief executive dismisses suggestions of police brutality and says some people are trying to smear the force. And a major shopping mall reopens after more than two months, repairing damage from protests. The U.S. and China have signed a partial deal aimed at easing the 18-month trade war between the world's two biggest economies. Standing alongside Vice Premier Liu He at the White House, President Trump said it was a big step forward.
0: This is a very important and remarkable occasion. Today we take a momentous step, one that has never been taken before with China, toward a future of fair and reciprocal trade as we signed phase one of the historic trade deal between the United States and China. Together, we are righting the wrongs of the past and delivering a future of economic justice and security for American workers, farmers, and families.
1: Mr. Trump said tariffs would remain in place until a future second phase of the deal was concluded so the U.S. would have cards to negotiate. The phase one deal contains pledges for China to buy a total of 200 billion U.S. dollars worth of U.S. goods in the manufacturing, energy, agriculture and service sectors. In a letter, President Xi Jinping said the deal showed how the two countries could resolve their differences based on dialogue. Speaking at the ceremony, Vice Premier Liu He recognized the benefits of the deal.
2: This is a mutually beneficial and win-win agreement. It will bring about stable economic growth, promote world peace and prosperity, and is in the interest of uh, the producers, consumers, investors in both countries.
1: A European business organisation says a survey of firms has found significant barriers to foreign participation in the so-called Belt and Road Initiative, or BRI. President Xi Jinping's signature foreign policy initiative and wants Beijing to open up the bidding process. Wendy Wong has more.
2: A survey published by the European Union Chamber of Commerce in China says that only 20 out of 132 firms polled said they would bid for projects related to the BRI. European firms in the survey identified a lack of information on deals and non-transparent procurement systems as the biggest barriers. The chamber said that out of the companies that had bid to participate in BRI projects, only 10% had heard of the project through publicly available information. The EU chamber said most were either told by a partner company or by the central government, which meant that they were essentially hand-picked to participate. It said more than half of the companies that won BIS said it was because they had goods or services no Chinese firm could provide. The EU chamber urged Beijing to adopt an open and transparent procurement system for BRI-related projects.
1: The Chief Executive Carrie Lam has denied the existence of police brutality in Hong Kong, saying officers are only enforcing the law amid escalating violence. She was responding to a question from Civic Party leader Alvin Young in LegCo. Mrs. Lam said police are using the lowest level of suitable force to respond to rising violence. She said some people have smeared and demonised police in an attempt to diminish their ability to enforce the law. The Democratic Party's Lam Chuk-Ting says the CE is turning a blind eye to the problem, alleging that it's the police themselves who... have damaged the forces reputation.
2: She has been siding with the police force for so long and tried to harbour their wrongdoing. That is one of the main reasons that the police brutality has been getting worse.
1: The chief executive also defended the one country, two systems principle, saying she believes it could last beyond 2047 if it can operate smoothly and stably. Under the terms of the 1997 handover, the principle is supposed to endure for 50 years. She was responding to a question from the DAB's Anne Chang, who said she was asking on behalf of young people whether one country, one, two systems would be around in 2047. Mrs Lam called on young people not to damage either the principle or the basic law through not understanding them. She said otherwise their fears would come to pass as a result of their own actions. Ms Chang says the government needs to do more to educate people.
2: I think to reassure Hong Kong people, one country, two system. This system will not be changed unless Hong Kong people destroy it. So that's why I asked her to do more, to let Hong Kong people know that one country, two system will remain unchanged as long as we treasure it. And I hope the government should do more things, should educate and let the young people know. Festival Walk
1: shopping mall in Kowloon Tong has reopened after two months of repairs. Masked protesters broke into and vandalised the mall on November 12th, setting alight a Christmas tree and some restaurants and smashing glass barriers. Repairs are continuing, but metal barricades have been installed in place of the broken glass. This regular mall visitor, Mr. Song, said he's glad it's reopened. I think it's uh, it looks great, and despite um, I just came here, you know, to, just to look around. The atmosphere is, I feel, is good. Japan's health ministry says a Chinese man has tested positive in the country's first case of a new coronavirus from Wuhan. The man in his 30s is a resident of Kanagawa Prefecture and returned to Japan last week after travelling to the Hubei capital. He's since recovered and has been discharged from hospital. Health Services lawmaker Joseph Lee says Hong Kong is still at a high risk of having an outbreak of the new Wuhan virus. The cases of a husband and wife in Wuhan have given rise to concerns of human-to-human transmission. Hong Kong has been isolating people who have fallen ill after visiting Wuhan, but there's so far been no confirmed cases in the SAR. Mr. Lee expressed concern about whether Hong Kong's overloaded public hospitals could cope with an outbreak. He suggested health officials step up surveillance at ports.
2: Some of our neighbors like Taiwan or Singapore or even Philip, they have already do uh, very uh, vigilant measures on this surveillance, like purposely
0: isolated in quotation, those visitors return from Wuhan in the
2: airport or even going to the plane for checking temperature. That is some of the vigilance measures, surveillance measures that will make the public assure that the government is doing their best to try to limit the outbreaks in Hong Kong.
1: A new report says China's fight against pollution faces new threats from rising levels of harmful ozone gas, despite an impressive reduction in other airborne particles. The Finland-based Centre for Research on Energy and Clean Air said China cut its average level of airborne PM2.5 particles by 27% between 2015 and 2019. It also reduced sulfur dioxide levels by 55%, but ozone gas rose 11%. The group said China's improvements came from filtering out pollutants before they entered the environment. It said ozone and nitrogen dioxide were harder to control with filters. The Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, has signed articles of impeachment which have now been sent to the Senate, where President Trump will be put on trial. He's accused of abuse of power and obstruction. Before signing, Ms. Pelosi had this message for Mr. Trump and future American presidents.
3: Make it be very clear that this president will be held accountable, that no one is above the law, and that no future president should ever entertain the idea. That Article One, I mean, excuse me, Article Two says that he can do whatever he wants.
1: The hearing, due to begin next week, will only be the third ever impeachment trial of a U.S. president. The case centers on claims that Mr. Trump pressured Ukraine into opening an investigation for his own domestic political gain. Hogan Kigley is the White House Principal Deputy Press Secretary.
3: The whole process has been proven to this point to be a sham and illegitimate. The president has done nothing wrong. The articles of impeachment don't even allege a crime. They're just made up out of whole cloth, which is pretty typical. Uh, Nancy Pelosi now has been proven to be purely political as she walks out of the chamber fist pumping. I guess that solemnity she feigned early before has now been exposed for being um, not just untrue, but uh, you know, her motives are now purely political. I think we see that.
1: The Democrats are well short of the two-thirds majority in the Senate that's needed to remove Mr. Trump from office. The Russian President, Vladimir Putin, has outlined constitutional changes that could see him retain influence beyond the end of his presidency in 2024. In his annual State of the Nation Address, he said future presidents should be restricted to two terms and the power of parliament should be boosted. The entire government resigned to clear the way. The Prime Minister, Dmitry Medvedev, justified the move. In this context, it's clear that we, as the government of the Russian Federation, must give the president of our
0: country the opportunity to take all the necessary decisions. And in these conditions, I consider that it would be right, and in accordance with the Constitution, for the government, in its current makeup, to resign.
1: A new study suggests that Neanderthals living 100,000 years ago were able to dive into the Mediterranean Sea to gather shells
0: to use as tools. The BBC's Warren Bull reports. The researchers from European and American universities examined 171 shell tools dated to 100,000 years ago. The clam shells were found in a coastal cave in central Italy. Under the microscope, the shells appeared shiny and unmarked rather than opaque and worn, indicating that Neanderthal divers must have plucked live clams from the seabed, rather than merely collecting their shells from the beach. The study's authors say the finds add to evidence that Neanderthals could wade or dive into coastal waters to collect resources, long before modern man arrived in Western Europe with these skills.
1: Iran's Foreign Minister, Javad Zarif, has admitted that Iranians were at first lied to about the reason for the crash of the airliner that was shot down by their own security forces. It's believed to be the first time a senior government figure has conceded that lies were told. Initially, Iranian officials blamed the crash on a technical problem. Pope Francis has for the first time appointed a woman to a high-ranking post within the Vatican Secretariat of State. The Italian lawyer will hold the position of Undersecretary for Multilateral Affairs. To financial markets now and currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.93 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 11 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 13 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng index was at 28,762. That's nine points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at 59 billion dollars. And now, with the sports, here's Adam Chung.
3: Manchester United are through to the fourth round of the English FA Cup after beating Wolverhampton Wanderers in their all-Premier League replay. The only goal of the game was scored midway through the second half. Martial tries to spin away from Cody, and Martial has gone away,
2: and he plays it forward. Black stays down, Mata into the penalty area, Matter with a chip, Matter with a breakthrough goal. Superb play by Manchester United, and matter what a super! Finish, Yannick a little chip, and Manchester United lead Wolves by a goal to nil.
3: Juan Mata got the goal as United beat Wolves 1-0 at Old Trafford. In Italy, Paolo De Bella scored twice as Juventus cruised into the quarterfinals of the Coppa Italia with a thumping 4-0 win over Udinese. They'll face the winner of tomorrow's game between Parma and Roma. AC Milan are also through to the last eight after beating Spall 3-0. They'll be at home to Torino. Fiorentina got past Atalanta 2-1 and will visit Inter in the quarterfinals. The Boston Red Sox chairman, Tom Werner, says the club had no choice but to fire Alex Cora for his role in the sign-stealing scandal that continues to rock Major League Baseball. He was fired not for what he did with the Red Sox, that's still under investigation, but for the part he played in the Houston Astros' World Series winning season in 2017. Werner says the club can only move forward by cutting ties with Cora.
1: Alex, by his own admission, and we agreed, played a central role in uh, what went on in Houston. And uh, we all agreed that uh, it was wrong and that uh, we had a responsibility as steward to uh, have a standard here where uh, that sort of behavior um, is not acceptable.
3: The story is not going away anytime soon. Carlos Beltran, a star player on that 2017 Astros team, was hired by the New York Mets in November to become their manager. The Mets have so far stayed silent on the issue. The Miami Heat are back up to second in the NBA's Eastern Conference after beating the San Antonio Spurs 106-100. Kendrick Nunn had 33 points for the Heat who have won 18 of their last 19 games at home this season. Boston dropped to third. They were beaten 116-103 by the Detroit Pistons. The Celtics visit the league-leading Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow. And the Toronto Raptors are back on the winning column. The reigning champions scored a 130-121 victory in Oklahoma City to avenge an earlier home loss to the Thunder. Norm Powell led the Raptors with 23 points off the bench. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the
1: top stories once again. America and China sign a partial trade deal, but critics say it doesn't deliver the goods. The chief executive dismisses suggestions of police brutality and says some people are trying to smear the force. And a major shopping mall reopens after more than two months repairing damage caused by protests. The news from RTHK.
0: to do it any harm So look here I put on the back of my bike I, we went riding down my old man Johnson's farm. I said now over past days never turn me on Good afternoon to you. It's the 123 Show with me, Sadia Usmani. My thanks to Phil for the morning brew. And we kick the show off with Prince and Raspberry Beret from 1987. On the show today, just after 1.30, our final session of Innocent Opinions with the one and only Innocent Matanga, co-founder of the Africa Centre Hong Kong and anthropologist. Today, the subject of his choice is parenting in the 21st century. Now, I suspect many people have their opinions on this subject, whether they have children or not. So let's see what Innocent has to say on it. So make sure you tune in just after 1.30 for that. And after 2pm, my guest in the studio will be Christina McLaughlin, founder of The Vibe Tribe and Conscious Cinema. She's on the mission to make us conscious individuals, and she's reaching out on YouTube. You can find out a little bit more about what she's up to just after 2pm. And then after about 2.30, I'm going to have my look again at some of the national days that are going on in the US and decide whether or not Hong Kong should adopt some of those. So that's all coming up between now and 3pm and the next track on my on my um, side is Musical Youth and Pass the Duchi. This
3: generation, this generation rules the nation, the nation. with music